welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Um, I'm here with Dave Karn out in Brazil tonight. Dave, how you doing? I'm top of the world, Dave. Yourself? <laughs> yes, it's been a fairly eventful, fairly eventful <laughs> two nights. Are you um, managed to con- contain your laughter? But we'll, I think we'll save that for a bit later because there's let's let's be honest. There's a podcast. There's a lot to laugh about, really, in there. Uh, well, we'll have a wee chuckle along the way, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, so Liverpool are in the semi-finals of the Champions League for the, the second year in a row with the only uh, remaining semi-finalists from last year um, into this year's semi-finals. So, 4-1 away to Porto, Dave. Well, take away the first 30 minutes, Dave, and, and very professional performance. And, you know, like obviously, Porto gave everything in that first 30 minutes. It didn't really amount to very much. Um, a nigger, whatever you call that striker, very wasteful again. That's twi- that's the two games, Dave. He's been like that. Um, ah, he's a big nuisance spot, isn't he? He is. He can. He finds he finds the positions, but he does bugger all with them. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, and even even the lad that came on the second half, Suarez, uh, another decent looking player, but they're just just misfiring in front of goal. And thank God for it because you know that first half, that first thirty minutes, up until you know we sneak that goal. Which I truly believed was offside. I really, really, really believed that that Manny goal was offside. Um, I didn't even celebrate it. I thought, I thought I was offside. It looked at a mile. Um, they were the, doing... lo- the longer it went on, the more I thought he was going to give it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh no, without a doubt. The, you know the fact that it took that long to come to the conclusion, and like then whenever it's you fucking start... ages. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you know it was it was out of nowhere. And and I think my expectation really wasn't. And I think, you know, in our group as well, a couple of them said, you know, well, we didn't really think it was the goal. But whenever you saw the red and the blue line, like he was clearly onside. And, you know, from Dave, it was game over. It, it, you know, we knew the away goal. There's no way in this earth. And with all that you respect to Porto, they played very well tonight. They're a fine team. But, you know, you lose the away goal to us. You're not getting four past us. Our back four at times looked a bit ragged. But I don't know about you, Dave, but... I feel that was just because he sent them out there. There was no press beyond our own, you know, in their half. We were very compact. It didn't really, really work, if we're honest. Um, but it preserved an awful lot of energy for the weekend. Yeah, it was. It was just a fairly classic tactic from Klopp. Just he knew they were going to come out. He knew they were going to have the the crowd behind them and they'd be energized. And we just let them play in front of the. the the midfield and and kind of punch themselves out after punch themselves out after after 30 35 minutes and do you feel it's like you know we don't often invite teams on to us i i feel tonight dave we kind of invited them to come yeah i think it was i think it was sensible because you didn't really want to open up with the with the energy and enthusiasm that they had in the first half an hour um as it turned out you know Klopp was right and you know they were restricted mainly to to long shots and, and crosses into the box, which Van Dijk and Manip were happy to head away most of the day, and and then we get the goal, and it knocks the stuff out of them. Not just like psychologically, but physically. Then because all of visibly, the energy, Dave, the shoulders went down, the heads went yeah, down. You could see it. You could see but, it in them. Yeah, but physically as well, because you know it, it emphasised the much energy that expended in that first half an hour. And you could see it afterwards. Like the, ne- the, the next five, six, seven minutes, there was so many misplaced passes from them, so many overhead passes out of play. And that's just, you know, lack of concentration, fatigue, tiredness, whatever it might be. And after that, they were there for the taking. And as it proved to be, you know, we, we were really clinical and ruthless in finishing the job. Well, you give us a sniff, Dave, you know what I mean. Um, and, you know, c- clearly I would say sent them out there you, you know, to very much play within themselves, but to take those chances when they came along and not to be, and be merciless, which we were, to be fair. Um, you, you know, it, like we went in at half time, one up, and, you know, you knew, as I say, it was almost like a, oh, a pointless exercise, second half, but what a joy it was. You know, um, as I say, Bobby Firmino comes on at half time. I thought Origi really struggled the whole game, Dave. I don't think he really did himself any favours. Um, you know, he got the start. I think Klopp said before the game that he, he sort of he made the decision that Bobby wasn't starting much against Bobby's own wishes. Uh, <laughs> but I think it was the right thing to do. And even when Firmino did come on second half, Dave, he again 
he, he wasn't just buzzing around. He, he wasn't doing his usual thing. It was clearly a tactic there that, that you know, we, we were just going to sit. We weren't going to, we had no need to bust a gut. Absolutely no need. And this is, this is the maturity that is it's different from last year. Last year, we, we'd have gone there and, and you know, the two games are, are, are quite reflective, really, of, of, of last year's two ties, where it was nil-nil at Anfield, but we just did the same thing. We just decided that to hold on to the five that we had and not really push the issue too much. But, in, as you say, their energy just seemed to drop, their drive just seemed to drop, and we just picked them off. You know, Firmino comes in with a goal. Um, Salah takes another great, great chance. What a ball from, from Trent, by the way. Superb. Uh, Terence Trent Darby, as as Ian Wright calls him, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> I, and I keep making that bloody mistake now because I keep laughing at Wright. Um, and and then Firmino nips him with a goal, and of course then Van Dyke uh, at the end. You know, workmanlike, professional semi-finals. Uh, Dave, that's a European Cup quarter-final. We've just come through there, and I, I'm looking through it like, you know, hold my cigar sort of thing. It, that is how good we are. You know. Yeah. Well. The, the fact of the matter, Dave, is that you've got a you've got a, a manager and a coach there that is an expert winning a tie over two legs in Europe. And I know people talk about the finals thing, if it even is a thing. But you know, he hasn't lost a two-legged European affair with Liverpool. Um, he went deep into the competition each time he was in it with with Borussia Dortmund. So you know, he's an expert in negotiating two-legged affairs and. We'll see if he can do it again, because for me that was that was just a, an absolute tactical masterclass from him. Even from the first leg, just shut it down. They just shut it down at two 0 and said, "You know what? We know. I know. I know what we can. I know what I can get these guys to do to see us comfortably into the next round." And and it was done. And I'll tell you something else, Dave. This that Porto team, they're no mugs. You know, they've won all their Champions League games absolutely, this year. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that, that's a decent side that we beat tonight, and we made them look just bog average. Yeah, they've won all their Champions League game at home. At home. They've dropped six points at home in the league all season, you know, and we've went there, and we've just outsmarted them, outplayed them, and came away with a 4-1 victory. Like, they've been 4-1. You know, they talk about, oh, Liverpool can't get over the line here. And can't. Well, I'll tell you what, one place we can't get over the line very well is in Europe. And, uh, you know, I, I find it kind of rich coming from some of the pundits in recent months about, you know, Liverpool's lack of experience. And people tend to forget how, how deep we went in this competition last year with, with not nearly the squad that we have at our disposal this year. And, you know, OK, we were at the surprise package in what last, last year. This year we're just doing it in style, Dave. Absolutely doing it in style. And you know, if you're sitting, you're sitting in Barcelona at the minute. You don't want to come up against that. You really don't want to come up because we can we can go about. Last season it was all about you know the front three and the connection between the front three. This year we can do we can go and get you in so many different ways, and and we're so good at it. Then you look at the depth now on the bench tonight. That was something. That, that I really want to bring up as well. You know, great to see Gomez back. Brilliant to see Gomez back. And, you know, Henderson come in. His, his substitutions were, were, were very well done. Firmino comes in. I imagine he probably had to sit and listen to Bobby Firmino for 45 minutes behind him, champing at the bit to get on the pitch because I don't think Bobby likes being left out. <laughs> I uh, just sent him on to give his head piece. Yeah, just, just, a, <laughs> just for peace. I'm doing my head. I just, just <laughs> go away. Just, go over there onto the pitch. I say he's from he's from down the road here where, where I live, and you know the the, the people in Nordestinos, he's a Nordestino as they call them, and uh, they can be a rather annoying race of people. I imagine <laughs> Club, clubs German pragmatism wouldn't wouldn't uh, wouldn't go too well with it. But I say Firmino came on again, you know he just knits us together so nicely, Dave. You know what I mean? It's it's what we've kind of missed in that first half with it with the out balls and you know Bobby Firmino picks it up there, he gives options. He, he's just a pain in the ass to play against. Um, and, and, you know, it, that first half really did show how we kind of missed him uh, and how integral he is, especially coming into these last, like, sort of, you know, we'll talk about the sharp end. Dave. We're at the very, very point of the fucking sharp end now. And we're looking so good. We are looking yeah. so, so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not only are we a better 
team than last season. We're a better team now than we were at the start of the season as well. We're probably a better team now than we were eight weeks ago. Oh, we, we've developed belief within ourselves um, of, of our own um, abilities, basically. Um, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, we didn't know what way was going to go. Over that course of the season, the character, there's there's a word for you, that, the character of that team has built and built and built and built. Um, and, you know, there's a strength there. I, you know, I, the last part I did with John Henderson, you know, I spoke about we are battle-hardened because we've had to come through. We've been questioned every step of the way by every fucking pundit under the sun. And here we are. And, and we're still here. And and that, I, I think that only brings strength to, 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 to the group as a whole. It does. Um, it absolutely does. And you're right. Every every game this this group of players play together and every hurdle they get over and every match that they win, every goal they concede and you know, they they get better and they learn from it. And Klopp it has had... so long ago, Dave, we were going, oh my God, we conceded. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember early in the season when we were doing the pods and go, oh shit, we didn't keep a clean sheet. You know, that's that's how perfect this season's been. You know, and, and you kind of forget the, the journey of this season because you're you're sort of living it week by week. Uh, probably only be when it was over. I just, just jumped, jumped into my head and I was just laughing the other night when I was thinking about it, how we used to go, oh my God, like we conceded. We conceded a goal, and, and you know it's been it's been a slow pressure cooker building. And and look in this competition, we are the, we are the the team with the head of steam going forward. There's no two ways about it. And also in the league at the moment, I think we are the we are the team with the head of steam in those two competitions. And that is a massive massive credit to the group of players. And you know I've I've given your favourite Jordan Henderson a, a lot of shit. Um, for a long time, but a man with a the bit between his teeth, sort of, he's just he's an animal at the minute, and uh, he has a drive about him. He wants to lift a trophy, Dave, and you know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I used to groan when I saw him coming on, but at this moment in time, his application and his attitude is second to none. Well, we kind of disagreed over this before. So I suppose we can disagree again. I don't. I don't necessarily think it's his. It's his application and his attitude. I do think the majority of it is down to him changing position. But I think you're right to agree. You know, he has got the bit between his teeth. He's seen an opportunity. The manager's given him an opportunity, and what he's gone out there and done is seized it with both hands. And what's well, he believes in himself. He, he actually looks like he's believing in himself, Dave, in that position an awful lot more than he believed himself in the six. Maybe so, um, but he does have. It, I think that I think the position in the midfield, and we, we spoke earlier on about how it's similar. It's similar to the position he played thirteen, fourteen, or or under Rogers or whatever uh, terminology you want to use there. Um, we does have license to harry and press in the middle of the park. And can use all of his energy. He has a wicked, wicked delivery from the right-hand side that, that goes very, very underrated. And, you know, even before Klopp moved him in there, I watched him play for England against Montenegro, was it, when he came on? And he was fucking superb playing higher up the pitch. So, you know... Well, I think that, that was the catalyst for him approaching Klopp. I think that was, from, from what I've listened to and what I've read, I think that that game, he, he did so well. He went to Klopp and said, look, oh, I want to do this for Liverpool. And I think with, with you know, the emergence of Fabinho, who is a, another beast? And tonight he was in his element there tonight because he was able to like he was widening, you know, in his native language, something we maybe don't see in the Premier League. Um, you know, he, he where he struggles with English, he was in a lot of players' faces. He was, you, you know, he was he was just giving them giving them a bit of stick. And you know, that's something that I sort of look at and go, well, you know, a couple of years time as as his English improves, that's the type of player we're going to have. And and he can be a he's, he's an annoyance as well. You know what I mean? He he can be a right pain in the ass as well, Dave. Yeah, you get the feeling, don't you, that he's just an, another leader in the pitch, don't you? A very, albeit a very quiet, he goes about his business very efficiently. It's almost Didi Haman. It reminds me a bit a bit about that. You know, he he doesn't shine if you know what I mean, but his contribution is is paramount to everything. And you know, he seems a quiet lad. He seems you know he plays. Play, he goes out there. He gives. Gives us all. Don't have much to say. Gets on with it. I, I really like him. Yeah, I think he has the touch of Van Dyke, a, a touch of Van Dyke about him in that way, where just his natural, his natural playing style can bring calm 
to those around him because there's a hunger in him as well, Dave. Yeah, but he's like he's like the perfect number six. He, you know, people talk about you can't 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 best number six, brilliant number six. But I, well, I tell you what, I watched them play for Chelsea against Liverpool there on Sunday. And just seeing that more advanced midfield role and carrying the ball and breaking forward and dangerous position, I thought he was fucking excellent. Um, but he's that shows a, what what a good player he is out of position. Well, like, I, it's a, there's no doubt he's a good player. No doubt he's a good player. But what Fabinho gives you is he gives you that ability to break the play up. Um, you see him do those big long reach around tackles, those big gangly legs of his. He's all knees and, and he, elbows to deal. And with he's a pass on him as well, Dave. The pass on him is brilliant. He's got that pass as well, but what you also have, which you very like, if you talk about like, if see if you talk about like the iconic number sixes, the iconic defensive midfielders, who are you talking about? You're talking say Kante. Soon as well, soon the same, as same, same mold, Dave, because soon as could could play football as well as being a hard man. You know, obviously Fabinho can't go to the levels of, of soon as tackles, but he he reminds me a little bit of that mold of that sort of. That enforcer, um, you know, in front of the back four, who has the ability to just spray ball any direction, any length, any speed, and he's just good. Yeah, that wasn't actually the point I was going to make. The point was, if you talk like Cantage, Gattuso's, these Roy Keynes, all these players who are, you know, like terriers, and they'll go around and they'll break play up, and they're like little animals, like Verratti, for example. You see, like a little animal in the middle of the park. Whereas this. He's a bit more Vieira, where he has that that real height and physicality as well, because that height really helps sitting in front of a back four. See, being six foot plus, that really fucking helps, because it stops a big centre forward like Munega coming in and playing on you to the ball, direct ball in the air. Um, and very little goes past. He heads the ball very well as, as well. He's very, sure. very, very good in the air. Sure, he's that, he's, he's that tall against Chelsea. He thought, hey, I'll not even stoop down and hit that ball. I'll just shoulder it down before the second goal was scored. Um, yeah, well, and to be fair, like, you know, we, we did, we weren't fantastic first half, that first 30 minutes, but he, he was the one that was sort of stepping up. He was the one that had a good 30 minutes. The rest maybe didn't. They weren't their usual selves, obviously, the way we've been set out, but he, he sort of stepped up. Like, there was times the back four, Dave, there in that first 30 minutes, it wasn't us at all. Wasn't Liverpool at all, but that was because we were inviting them on. Yeah, well, that's it. We we let them put pressure on us, and it, it, there's there's always going to be a few harem scaring moments, and there's always going to be chaos in the box with ricochets and and you know bobbling balls that are one back high up the pitch and scuffed clearances and things like that when the game is allowed to get frantic and wild as the manager would put it. But um, rather than us press them high and give them the space to do what they wanted with it, we. We kept it. We kept it compact and we kept it tight. And you know, we made them do things that they didn't necessarily want to do. And to be honest, if they were ever going to score there, Dave, in the first thirty minutes, it was going to come from a ricochet or a, a a bobble in the in the box or someone turning and punching on a loose ball. Because I don't think, to be honest, they really created a clear cut chance where you would say he should have scored that. Well, you see, I think the difference between the two sides, Dave, is just the clinical finish. You know what I mean? We were clinical tonight. Um, you know, we didn't create bucket loads, but we finished everything. You know, we finished whenever we needed to. And, you know, we, we basically killed a tie. Even whenever they scored, when, you know what? You scored, okay, we're going to go and score another two. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a team brimming with confidence, isn't it? You're just watching a team completely... Um, peaking. Yeah, peaking. they're peaking. They're so sure of themselves. They're so confident in their own abilities. They're so... Confident in each other's abilities and and you know, not just taking responsibility themselves, but being comfortable and confident in their in their teammate to pass responsibility to them. Dave, um, it's been a long time since I, I, I and, and you're the same that, that that I've been able to say. You know, Liverpool are playing like champions, and they really are. At the minute, you know, even when we won two thousand and five, we won this competition. We weren't playing like champions going into it. You know what I mean? It was it was a wing and a prayer stuff sometimes to get there. This is a completely different experience. You know, you sit down there tonight, Dave. They're not going to beat a sweat on you. You know what I mean? You just know you know that you know what you're going to get from us. We are that good now. Um, you know, we play like champions. We just need the trophy to to to, to go with it. 
yeah, it's 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 almost machine like because we're just rolling teams over and we can do it in so many different ways now. Um, and and you, know, you know, I think you you and Neil uh, uh, in the last pod, you know, mentioned the fact that you know this bringing Navigate in now in the league has caused teams who have maybe worked this out a little bit to have to go back to the drawing board for the last four four or five games. It becomes another nightmare for them again. Oh, yeah, and, and Jordan Henderson on the other side, the same. And that was what I said earlier on about how we're, we're a better team than we were a weeks ago because there's weapons in our armory that we didn't even know that we had. Yeah, and then you know you've got your you've got your injuries coming back. Everything's just everything is just coming together all at the right time. Yeah, and I think the thing is, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but oh, do at, do because all right, okay. Well, I'm going to go even beyond. Dave, the, there's there's, gonna, there's three games potentially left in the Champions League. There's four games left, and we're down to seven games. It's time to get carried away. Well, I was even going to go beyond that because what Klopp said was. Early on the week, I think he said that it wasn't it wasn't their last chance to win the Premier League. It was just their first chance to win the Premier League. And if I look at City, I'm kind of struggling to. See. <laughs> I'm struggling to keep a straight face. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but 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 even with like there they are, they're not there tonight. Um, in hilarious, <laughs> in absolutely hilarious fashion. But you know, where do you improve at? What area that team needs improving, even from the bench? Do you want the honest answer to that one? Yeah, they need a fans. They need real fans. Yeah, like, like, honestly, Dave, I think that's that is a huge factor in it. You know, you go in on a big game or a big night in Europe, a big Premier League game, big rivalry. You know, you're going to the fucking most vicious atmosphere at Anfield, and you know, you go to City and you don't get that. You never, you might, you don't, you might not even get a sellout, and, no, and that, and that's the difference between between like established clubs and, and look. I have always had a soft spot for Manchester City. The, the, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, your enemy's enemy is your friend, sort of thing. You know that, that, that old analogy. But uh, yeah, you know, the way United, I, the way United love to sell everybody to Everton. Yeah, exa- You know what I mean? That 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 sort of thing. It, 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 it's it's that Manchester United rivalry because that's that's the big one, the Everton rivalry. For I've I've never really had a problem with City, but just the way they've been getting on recently. It, it's and it's and I'm sure it's not the and I've and I, I've been on Main Road many times. Let me tell you. And I always find City fans to be really nice people and really, but it's the Johnny Come Latelys that have jumped on the bandwagon of the success since since the money basically went in. Whether it be from the, the I think it was Thailand first of all, and then it was uh, uh, the Arab oil money went in. And and you you know look, Dave, we're going to get these fucking Johnny Come Latelys as well, the, the toxic people who aren't really supporting the club. You know what I mean? Um, you know, just bandwagon jumpers. And, and City have a fair portion of those, but the majority of them don't live in the country, that's the, and that's their problem. No, that is true, and, and that's something that money can't buy. So, unlucky, lads, but that's not something that you can manufacture. So, you know, there were, I, I was listening to Talk Sport a couple of weeks, well, it was after the semi-final against Brighton, was it? I didn't even watch it, but apparently there was an embarrassment uh, that they didn't have... Um, that sold out, and it was a genuine city fan had actually rang into the the show and basically said, "Look, we can't afford to go here there and every." But the difference is, nor can we. But the difference is, there's so much, there's so many more of us that it's fucking impossible to make the fucking trip most of the time because you're fighting tooth and nail. Like you know, I can only imagine. Like it's ten years since I've lived in the UK. I can only imagine what it's like now trying to get a ticket because it used to be fucking hell. Before. Yeah, it's not, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I think what you do have there, Davis, you've got a, a really defined fan culture within Liverpool. And if you are going to get these Johnny Comedy, at least or whatever, if if you want, you know, you need to kind of understand it and you need to buy into it because, because I suppose, I don't want to say an element of fan policing, but there's a certain set of standards that I think Liverpool fans hold up for one another. And, you know, if you're not towing the party line then you'll get called out and rightly there, so because there's a certain let, let, let's let's be clear there's a certain portion of every club has dickhead fans like and, and we're no different we have no, that, we see, no, that's, they're there that's true that's true but there's still there's still a certain set of values i think that that some clubs and i think to be fair manchester united would be the same you know a certain set of values that that um fans would hold other fans accountable for and i know we we hate them dave but we fucking respect them Absolutely. We, we, we despise them, but it's very hard to have that same level of respect at this moment in time for City. Who knows? Maybe this is going to be a golden era for them, and they're they're, they're going to go and win things. But we're on their tails, 
And, no, uh, yeah, well, the thing is, Dave, and this is back to my original point, where, you know, if you look on the pitch, where, where, can, where can they improve, even on the bench? Because you're really struggling. But if I look at us, you know, I'm thinking to myself, if Liverpool, if Liverpool go out and spend like 100 million, which will probably be around about just what they earn. If Liverpool even spend just what they earn in the Champions League, from Champions League money this year, you're maybe talking Timo Werner and you're maybe talking, I don't know, somebody like Julian Brandt, who's been talked about recently. And all of a sudden, you look at that team and you realise, there's even if you're missing three or four, there's not really any weakness there. But that's, that's, think, that's the point I made about our bench tonight, Dave. I would, like, you look at that, you know, like look at the Champions League final last year on, on, on our bench, and you look at our bench tonight, and there's real, genuine options. Like, don't get me wrong, Origi didn't didn't have a great game tonight, but he's been contributing from the bench. He's been doing very. He's he's, he's pushed Sturridge out of the way. He's made it, you know, he's made himself the go-to man uh, if if one of the front three is being taken off. And fair play to the kid for doing it, and he's persevered and obviously done that. Uh, you know, showing up in training. Gave his best, and he and he and he's getting a game for it. So, like, fair enough. Uh, and it just there, there's that unity and whatnot there in that squad as well that we keep going on about as well. And I'm not so sure it's there with City because they are there's so many egos there, and there's so many egos to keep happy there. Whereas we don't buy those big, big, big players. We buy and and they become great players. Um, so the you know they may develop ego as they go, but Mo Salah doesn't have much of an ego. Uh, Sadio Mane doesn't have much of an ego. Now, Firmino does, but he's just—he's Bobby Firmino. He—he's a loud one. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's an ego just in himself more than just his football ability. So. Um, yeah, he's just—he's just, he's just a tit, basically. Yeah, he's—he's—he's—he's—he's <laughs> he's, he's, he's an ego one as much as I know how to have a good time better than anybody else. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I can get—I can get on board with people like that. You know, I, I imagine that uh, his upbringing, you know, as I say, he was brought up not very far from where I live now, and, and I'm sure it wasn't a, a final. So he's enjoying his life and, and what what football has brought him. And, you know, yeah. fair, fair play to him. And he, and he, and he, and he lives every moment, moment of it. And, yeah. uh, and he's not ashamed of it either, which is which is wonderful. No, not at all. And I think, you know, if you if you bring two if you bring two players into that squad, it's really easy to integrate two players into a squad. You know, he's he's done it. There's kind of just starting to starting to shine at games now, and it hasn't really the fact that we spent fifty million pounds on a, a centre midfielder and he hasn't really made an impact until March. With the um, Ox to come back as well. Yeah, but but we we we're not in a position where we where we can afford to to pay fifty million pounds for a midfielder and I'm not making an impact until March, and we we'll, we're still. Fighting on both fronts. Well, I you think Kita's going to be great next season. I really I do think, think. No, I think so too. But if you if you look across at United, they have to they have to go and buy. They probably have to go and buy six, seven, eight players to, to get anywhere near us. And, yeah, and, and all those players are going to come in and go. Well, this guy here's earning five hundred grand a week. How much are you going to pay me? Well, yeah, <laughs> Alexi and, Sanchez. And the, <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is, dude, you can't you can't just you can't just buy seven or eight players and stick them in a team and expect no. it's going to work right away. That doesn't work. Uh, it's and, never and also, and, no... and also, Dave, you know, they're, they're going to start struggling with what we struggled with. You know, that inability to qualify for the Champions League because, like, like, honestly, can you really see them making it now? I don't I, think I, they'll I, get top six I, this I, year. I, 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 I think we'll be sixth, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and I think, you know, the, the biggest signing that, that United can make or the best addition is keeping Paul Pogba. And that looks very remote as well. And and you know you can you can get 170 million, you can get 200 million for Pogba, but you're going to be spending it like we used to on the on the mercenaries because they're not coming to uh, win things, yeah. they're not coming to play football. And you know, look, I, I don't have much sympathy for them. They've had their time, they've had their cycle. It, it, you know, we've we've had 29 years of it, Dave. Um, you know, I, I don't have much sympathy for them. Um, they've had a great time while we've 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 been in the doldrums. It's it's our time now, um, and they're gonna they're gonna suffer exactly because football has changed, and you know they may not stay trophyless as long as we did because you know we had to deal with the transition of of how football had changed with the money coming in with the television coming in, and and we weren't at the match sadly whenever whenever that did happen. You know I don't think United's fall will be as hard as ours. I would say four or five years they are going to struggle greatly. Well, they've already been struggling for six, haven't they? Yeah. Well, it, it, look, they've got they've got a few more because they're far from out of the woods. 
Far from out of the woods. Yeah, they are. They, listen, uh, listen. I don't want to go on too much about United because I could, I could literally. No, because we need to laugh about, about City some more. And, and yeah, I can talk all, I can talk all night about them. But the fact of the matter is, they're miles away. They're at yeah. least, they're at least two, three summers away from getting anywhere near we are now. I don't think they're the right manager, and it showed how tactically inept he was on on Tuesday night when when they get swatted aside. By Barcelona. Well, to be fair, if you look, if you looked at that back four, Dave, that they played, like you know, I think you know, if we take a look at the four games, you know, um, and obviously because we're playing Barca next, we'll, we'll take a look at that one. Like you know, De Gea, who I admire as a footballer, I think he's a magnificent goalkeeper, had a fucking mare. Like I mean, a mare. I've never seen him as bad. Yeah. Um, you know, he's I usually he's... the saving grace, Dave, and he was far from that. Yeah, I think he's got this this complex Spanish complex. Yeah, I think so. I, no, I, I I do. Um, because he's not he's not rated in Spain. He's not rated by the general public in Spain. Whereas we all in England laud him as the best goalkeeper in the world, and they just aren't convinced. And he he's he's very aware of that fact. And well, he the lived world, up to their expectations on more last night. Really, he uh, did. He and, surpassed and, and, them. Well, that's it. And also in the World Cup, do you remember he had an absolute disaster yep. in the World Cup, and there was right. those, those weird stats flying around. Where he, hadn't saved a shot in 10 or but, something and, like that. And he had a poor start to the season as well, Dave, but he came back. Um, just, just around November time, he, he, you know, his form really did improve again. And he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been his brilliant best, but he's been, he's been fair enough. Um, yeah, but he's, he's, he's been, been put, he's been putting them out of holes for three or four years now. And all of, oh, a, sudden, a, all of a sudden, when he's not saving every fucking shot that's, that's hit at him, he's, his form's gone. Now that was a howler the other night, but it's just, symptomatic of that United team at the moment, isn't it? Where they just seem intent on self-destructing. Well, as I say, one of our old boys got a got, got a very nice goal against him as well. Old Phil hit hit a beauty last night. Messi did what Messi does. Oh, his first goal was just a work of art, wasn't it? Uh, without a doubt. But um, I'm just wondering how we cope with that, Dave. You know, um, like, uh, don't get me wrong, it's fascinating. Virgil van Dijk against Lionel Messi. And it's you know it's what you it's what you watch football for. I've been banging on a couple of pods about it now. Um, you know the possibility of that. Um, but I, you know, look, Barca will give them every respect that they are due, Dave. Every respect that they are due. But I see them the way it falls as well of us going there first, and they're not great at the back. They really are. You, you know, for all the riches of Messi and and Suarez and and Dembele and and all those players up front. Busquets doesn't look the player he used to be. I haven't watched an awful lot of them recently. Busquets looks a bit off the pace. I used to rave about that that guy. And as I say, the back four to me just don't. They, they look rich for the picking for, for Liverpool. Now, obviously, Messi can do you damage. But if we can limit him, he's never. I don't think he's ever scored against us. Uh, a bad omen, that one. You know what I mean, Dave? Like, we, we have a pretty good record against them as well. I'm... <sighs> I, I, I would I think we get through it. Yeah, I do. I think we'll, I think we'll get through it as well. They're not they're because not the team they're not the team of five, six, seven years ago. They're just not. They're Messi not as dynamic. The, they're not they're as not, dynamic. They're not. Uh, Messi is Messi is the best football in the world. There's there's no doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, we'll um, give them that. But but uh, look, the thing about it is, uh, and the thing that I think will be the the thing that Klopp may focus on is, you know, like. He can only do stuff if he get the ball to him. Uh, and with our pressing game, you know, I don't think there's 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 much of that goes on in the Spanish league. You know, if we come out of the traps like we can do, I, don't get me wrong, it's it's high risk football, but it's it's how we've got places before, Dave, and I don't see it changing. I don't, I, I can't see Klopp going, oh, we're facing Messi, we'll have to change. I I think we're going to get we're we're going to get what we get every time. And you know, Anfield that night will be it'll be rocking, and. You know, and, and who knows where we are in the league at that stage in another couple of weeks. Everything's just falling into place. You know, you've got Suarez coming back. You're going to have Coutinho coming back. You know, we've, we've seen with Sterling. Players don't like coming back. No, I think Coutinho will get a far more hostile reception oh, than, than, than Suarez will. Um, I can see Suarez uh, sauntering out, giving the, giving the cop a round of applause. And, uh, you know, all's forgiven sort of thing, but Old Phil, I think, on on a stickier wicket. Yeah, and it's funny, Barcelona, because you know Messi is Messi, and let's not talk about Messi because everything that has to be said about Messi has been said a million times. 
But Suarez, I don't think, has scored in the Champions League this season. He is, he's not the player he was. Oh, no, People... I think he's, he's gone down a bit, Dave, without a doubt. I, I follow a lot of Barca fans on uh, on Twitter, and they're, they're never done complaining about him. Yeah, and, and don't forget, it's we all remember Suarez, and we all have the image of that wonderful... Killer instinct. Oh, but that that's five years ago. He left Liverpool. You know, yeah. that's a long time in a footballer's career, and he is not. And he's done, he's done he wonderful was. things there in Barca as well. Dave. He Let's has, not... he has, but he's he's on the wane now, and he's still a world class player. But he, he's he's not what he was. Continues not had an easy ride. There's been lots of questions aimed at him. He, he wasn't bought to play that position. I always maintained he was better higher up the pitch, and and that does worry me a bit but at the same time I don't think he's got the mentality to come to come to Anfield in particular and and put on a show because I think he's still not particularly pleased about how it all how it all ended I'll, I'll tell you another I'll tell you another thing Dave as well I, I don't think he's the you know like Coutinho he's, he's, he seems a really sort of nice kid he's, there's no there's very little nastiness in him you know what I mean and if he gets a hostile reception from the car you know from, from Anfield I could knock him off, but in fact, to the point, you may find that the Barcelona don't even play him. The same way as Sterling never gets played against us at Anfield either. Well, you've seen uh, Sterling's head fall off two or three times. Yeah. See to be, see to be honest, you'd maybe be better playing Dembele out there. Uh, and I can honestly see that for for the for the home leg. You know, don't get me wrong; it's going to be tight. There's no two ways about it. It'll, it'll be a tight game. It'll probably be won by a goal, Dave. I've got a feeling it could be an away goal that we score. Well, yeah, maybe so. Second legs in Anfield, isn't it? Uh-huh. Like if, it, if you look at, it seems like you, it seems like forever since we played a second leg at Anfield, doesn't it? Because we've been doing so well, and and you know we've been doing. You look, you back us to score no matter where we go. That that's actually, just where we are at the minute. Actually, if you think about it, Dave, it was what quarterfinals last year with City at home first. Yep, and then um, Rome, Roma, Roma was, Roma was, was at home, Roma was home. At home first. Yep. And then Barron was at home first. Now Porto mm-hmm. was at home first. So yeah, no, Porto, been... Porto was away first. In the, no, in this the year, this year, oh, this no, year, this year, right. Porto was home first. So it's 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 Porto. It's the Porto tie last year was the last time there was a home second leg at Anfield, and even that wasn't really a home second leg at Anfield. It was a fucking damp squib. So this is going to be something, you know. If and I expect that we do come back still in the tie, that's that's a. That's a sight that that stadium hasn't seen in a fucking long time. Exactly. And look, it's to me, it's the per- everything is just perfect here. Everything is perfectly set up. All our ducks are in a row. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll leave Barca there. And, you know, look, City went out tonight. And look, fair play, fair play to Tottenham. Absolutely and totally. I haven't seen the game. I'll watch it later. I've just seen... The bits and pieces, very brief highlights, but honest to God, fair play to Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, you know, we laugh at them at times, Butlers this and that, but I tell you what, that they've given the invincibility notion of Manchester City a terrible pacing tonight, and I'm hoping that that has a knock-on effect to the league, because that was their holy grail that they've just lost. That was that was their big trophy this year, Dave, and you know that they, they, they already. They have several league titles. This it's nothing special for them. I can't see it galvanising them uh, because that is the one that Pep wanted. We saw him in the press complaining about the fans not turning up for games, not supporting the team in Champions League games, and I, I think those players, you know, the majority of them have the, the league winner medal from last season. They were playing for that Champions League, and you see whenever they're playing and they want something too much, that's what happens to them. And you know, Tottenham's going to go there. On Saturday, early kickoff, and a point's good enough for us because we are we are not lo- we are winning every game from here on in in, in the league. In, in my opinion, I cannot see us slipping up. I cannot see us slipping up. The, the 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 last possibility of that was Chelsea, and even then, I didn't think it was possible. But I cannot see us. And and the, the, nights nights like tonight, you winning in style like that without even bothering to turn up, kind of. Only, only galvanise us more than than we've come out of tonight a hundred percent more galvanised than Manchester City have for the league. Yeah, and I thought, fuck, seeing that goal went in because truth be told, I did flick over and watch the last the last few minutes of the season. I stay, I stayed, I stayed with me. No, team. I, I, I was, I was, <laughs> I was thinking of myself. 
if they, I was thinking to myself, if they go out here, how, and Chief talked about it earlier on the week. He said if if he fancied Chief fancied Spurs to put them out and and derail them, and I thought, oh, this could happen actually. And well, then it's the doubt and, that and, it puts into their head, David. Well, you know, well, they have it. not had a doubt all season. You know, well, even when, even when they've lost the four games, you know, if you open a newspaper, if you open the internet. Yeah, oh, Man City, no problem. They can lose whatever they want. They're just better than everybody else. They're the best team ever played football. They're going to win. And all of a sudden, they're not. Well, the, th- the thing That's is, gonna... he... the, the whereas, thing is here. Whereas with us, Steve, we've been told we're shit, we're shit. You're not, oh, you got the, I haven't got the experience. You haven't got the. Here we are. Who, who would you rather be right now? Well, well, that's it. And, and see what happened. What happened was for Liverpool the best thing that could possibly have happened. It's the best thing could possibly have happened. And I, I, it took that long to disallow the goal I had time to text into the group. I hope that doesn't galvanise them now because I thought to myself, that's them through the like the ninety, like the last minute or ninety seconds to go or something. Raheem Sterling, player of the season, the hero, you know, wheeling off into the crowd to celebrate with Guardiola, you know, exercising these demons of his Champions League hoodoo and blah blah blah. And I thought that's just what they need. They'll be bouncing in that dressing room. And then 60 seconds later, it snatched away from them. And you saw them. You saw them, heads in their hands, facing the dirt on the pitch. I didn't see them, actually. I haven't, I haven't seen them. I'm going to watch it later. They look uh, absolutely devastated. And you can imagine... Oh, no, you can going, imagine that. You can imagine going from that elation to that despair in, in 60 seconds. And, you know, that's for Liverpool, that's the best thing I think that could possibly have happened to them from a psychological perspective. Without a doubt. Absolutely without a doubt. That will and, take them time to get over. And the last thing that they want to see whenever they look at their fixture sheet is, oh, fuck, it spurs again. You know, yeah. like, like like seriously. You know, they've just put you out of the Champions League. You'll want to beat them so badly that you'll actually beat yourself in the process. That's the, and, that, and that's the, you know, it's, 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 it's a realistic hope that I have in that regard. And then you have the other aspect, uh, you know, this day week, with United now with nothing to play for but pride. And, and, you know, like, like they went out with a whimper. Like, they really did. They were pathetic over two legs. Absolutely pathetic over two legs against Barcelona. They'll need to show something. And this is their, this is their last chance. This is their cup final against City. And even they get a point. You know what I mean? Even they knuckle down I, and get I know, a point. I, Dave, I, I have no confidence in Manchester United to get to get anything out of that game. I think they're absolutely awful. I think they're well, shy. I had no confidence about um, Everton getting anything out of us this season and they nearly they nearly got they nearly made us drop four points. We were very lucky to get to get four points off them. Um in the end because you know it was that it was the error from the goalkeeper in the ninety sixth minute or something and then they held us um at Goodison. So you know look and they're shit. So don't you know this is this is a derby this means something. Uh, regardless of how shit they are, they, they can still get up for that game. Yeah, I just think they're too shit. Well, I, I think that of Everton most of the time, but, you know, look at the, look at, and I, I just hark back at that this season. You know, they're, they're not great, but they, they caused us all kinds of problems. And, and at that stage, we had no doubts in our head, unlike City, who are now, you know, two massive games coming now um, for them. You know, regardless of how shit, it's still Manchester United. It's two massive games for for them, and you know they're looking over their shoulder. The quad's gone. Um, no more talk of that nonsense. Thank God, um, it's done with. And you know, like they're looking down the barrel of a domestic cup double. In my opinion, good luck to them. Congratulations. Well done. Well, it's it's going to be an, an interesting um, an interesting two two games, two ties. My, my fucking head's all over the place. Honestly. Don't be. Um, it's, 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 it's cool. We're, we're good. We're good. I just worry you know, about Ajax. That's the only problem. <laughs> well, that is what I'm starting to think about, you know. And it's it's either that or it's Spurs. And I don't really want to play Spurs either. But I suppose... I know. What it, Hang on. Spurs in the, in the Champions League final? Give me that every day of the week. Yeah, Give me that every right. day of the week. Give me maybe it every right. day of the fucking week. It, I'd much it, rather them than Ajax, but I think Ajax will do them. It, Ajax yeah. will play beautiful football. Absolutely beautiful football over two legs there. Um, they play like us, but they're, they're, we have one advantage over them, Dave. If that's, and they're a bit naive, you know, they're a very young side. They are, they just lack that. You, you know, the way that we are so accomplished now at closing off games, they just keep. It's like us last season. 
you know, the naivety, just keep plugging away, plugging away. Um, you know, they didn't, they, they got ahead against Juventus last night and they just kept plugging at it. It reminded me of us on our run in the Champions League last season. They just don't so, have that. Yeah, that I, th- you, you, I, I, th- I think you, I think you may be right now. I, listen, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a whole pile of stick for this probably, but Ajax have, they're, 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 a, they're a gorgeous, they're a gorgeous team to watch. They're, they're, they're so easy on the eye. Their movement on and off the ball is phenomenal. They're they're so technically gifted and play for um, each other a hundred percent. They're they're interchangeable in their positions. You know the the two big lads, De Jong and 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 Delete. You know they're two monsters. The the front three would terrorize you, but the fact remains: if we're going to look at this objectively, is they walk up two draws against Bayern Munich. They qualified. Second in their group, I think, didn't they? They did, yes. Um, uh, but they had to beat Real Madrid. That they lost they, at home to Real Madrid. Yeah, they beat they beat a not very good Real Madrid side who have lost a lot of home games this season in the league, and they beat a not very good, well, not a not very good Juventus team, but a Juventus team that haven't been playing well for quite a number of months now. Dave, I I, I can take you back to battle hardened. There's a Juventus team that have just cruised the league and never been put under pressure. And this is what I talk about us. You know, every game we have had a battle. And, and you know, this is what makes us such a dangerous beast. Well, we've been operating at peak, at peak performance because we've had to have been with the games that have been coming thick and fast. We, we, haven't, yeah. been able to, we haven't been able to switch off for a single second. And we're so, we're so on it right now. We're so on it psychologically, mentally, Physically, you know, within our own in-game performances, tactically they're so aware right now. They know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And well, do you think they did not have the energy required for ninety minutes to live with Ajax in either leg? I watched it actually here. Uh, say as a lad that I know very well, he's from Amsterdam. He lives out here half a year, and he was in the house with me last night watching. He watched the first leg with me here as well. And, uh, you know, he was like, no, you see, where we'll win this is the energy in the, in, in the final quarter because Juventus don't have it. And, you know, he was, he was spot on with it. Yeah, there's a, there's a funny thing as well, Dave. Where this, is the first, this is the first year in Syria where they haven't had a winter break. And I just wonder how, how difficult it's been for both Allegri and, and the squad, the adapt to not having that break. And that'll be something that they've never had to deal with before. And we've seen Klopp struggle with it in his first season in England. They're not being a winter break. And we've seen even Guardiola struggle with it. Where you know, I think the City finished third or fourth their first year. Um, fourth, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they str- so I I have a feeling that that has had an impact on them. Like, don't um, get me wrong, Ronaldo wanted that more than any other player in the pitch, but the other ten really didn't step up to the plate with him. You know, Emery Khan was fucking shite. He was awful in that game and. You know, like you look at that and you go, "Fuck, we we did we did well getting rid of him." And I was I was a bit annoyed at losing him. But if that's the evidence of what he's playing like now, he wouldn't he wouldn't get a game for us. Well, you knew my thoughts on Emery Tan, and let's be honest, if you're telling me we're trading uh, we're trading an Emery Tan for Fabinho, then I'm I'm all in. No, 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 thanks. I'll pass on that one. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, as I say, look, whatever was whatever happened in that game tonight between Tottenham and City. This semi-final proposition for, for, for now Tottenham is completely new territory. Um, you know, look, they have the stadium now befitting of a, of, of a European semi-final, no doubt about it. And, you know, fair play to Tottenham, fair play to, to Pochettino as well. What a coach, Dave. Um, you know, he's bought nobody in the summer. And like as I say, we've laughed at them in the past and whatnot. But I'll tell you what, it's some achievement. And, you know, you said to me, well, where's his trophies? And uh, As a joke. And like seriously, sometimes it's that, that that that's more than the trophy. What he's done this season, given the fact Kane's had what three times out this season, and and that that player son is oh Christian Eriksen, another one. I, I would I would have I would take Christian Eriksen over every other player in the bloody Premier League at the minute uh, for for our team. Uh, I love I always have loved Eriksen, and, and that, it's a good side. But if we get them in the final, Dave, that's that's a bridge too far for that team. I think. Uh, and it's it's an experience that we have. We, we would go into that massive favourites, and I couldn't see us losing it. Pochettino hasn't won a trophy. Like it's such a fucking moronic thing to say. Yeah, it really is. And and 
what, he had, what he's done that season with that squad and that team and that lack of investment and not buying anybody in like three transfer windows or something is well, nothing. tell you what, he's, he's, he's got a hell of a case for for, for wrapping the door of, da, of Daniel Levy and saying, look where I've just taken you. Get your fucking checkbook out. Well, we'll we'll see how the we'll see how the we'll see how the stadium impacts him and impacts their ability to to invest in the squad. You know, we saw it with Arsenal. Arsenal struggled after they built their stadium, and there's been a lot more investment. I know there's a lot more money in football now, which is fine, but there's been a lot more investment in Spurs Stadium than there was in Arsenal's. Now, it's gonna take you know t- only time's gonna tell, and certainly the Champions League run here is gonna help them. Um, to line their coffers a little bit more, they might be able to, they might be able to to invest in players, but they've got to keep players as well, Dave. And this is think that this is the big problem with Spurs. Yeah. Um, you know, Eric's they're, they're not paying top top dollar. Um, so you know, they're a very structured. From what I'm led to believe, their their wage structure is very sensible. It's not it's not crazy money that they're paying people. And you, you know, you get the big boys coming. You know, there's talk there of of Real Madrid looking at Christian Eriksen. Who, as I say, for me is just I'm magnificent. A magnificent footballer, and a magnificent footballer. And you know, if you're offering him two hundred grand a week, Spurs can't match that, and that's the danger. Um, Son may go as well because he's on fire. That lad is that lad is is brilliant. Yeah, he's 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 absolutely fantastic. It's funny because Johnny Johnny Henderson says he's the one that he would take. I myself would take Bernardo Silva as anybody else, but I suppose that's in a whole other conversation. Um, Everybody's going to be like I say. For me, it's Christian Eriksen. The whole Premier League, I would take, and I've and I've been that way for a few years. But he just seems to get better. Yeah, he's a wonderful, wonderful talent. But the fact is, he hasn't signed a new contract. Um, he's stolen over a new deal. Older VRL hasn't signed a new deal. He's they've, they've triggered. He's as good him. as gone from what we're led to believe. Yeah, he. They, you know, Spurs had to trigger your extension on his deal, and and that in turn dropped the minimum fee to the release clause of twenty five million or something like that. So you can imagine that the likelihood is that. Both they're going to go in the summer, so they're going to have to spend. They're going to have to spend maybe you know 100, 120 million just to stand still. Yeah, which is going to be which is going to be difficult for them. Um, and, I, and it's not beyond the realms of possibility as well. You could see fucking some some something daft like United going for Kane because no, they're not, they're not getting anybody else. But then again, and this this brings us back back to the United conversation a little bit. United are were United were maybe second or third in the past of, of picking their transfer targets and who they wanted to sign. They're not anymore. They're more like they're more like eighth, ninth, tenth in European football as to who you're going to go and sign for. You know, if if Liverpool, City, probably Spurs, PSG, Barca, Real Madrid, Juventus are interested in these players, the likelihood is they'll all get the jump on United right now. Because there's no there's no long-term strategy at that club. People talk all the time now about players, especially top-class players, especially players coming into that age bracket of 23, 24, 25, and they know that these are going to be their peak years and these are where they want to go and succeed. There's no project to sell there that Spurs are able to do and that Liverpool were able to do, the PSG to an extent were able to do, certainly City were able to do it. There's no project there for, for them to do that. So they're really going to struggle, mate. Yeah, like you know, Spurs could be a victim of their own success. Um, you, you know, they say that, that the stadium maybe just came at the wrong time for them. Um, you know, because it, it is, you know, you, you rightly point out with Arsenal as well. They had a couple of sort of wilderness years, and they're still really not never recovered from it. And then obviously the the change of manager after you know an institution like Wenger going and whatnot. It, it's it's been a transition period for them, but. Uh, these, everybody has their cycle, Dave, and, and and ours is just starting, which is which is just something magnificent to look forward to. Yeah, well, that was what I was saying to you earlier, where I think that this this team still has another level to go to with regards to with regards to playing playing. Absolutely, and and, 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 and I don't and I don't think you're going to find uh, Pep Guardiola at Manchester City next season. I really don't. I think I, I think, think that I think that tonight is the end of that. He'll maybe do one more. Does he have another year? In his, I thought he had another year in his contract. He, he does, but there's been heavy rumours with Juventus. Real heavy rumours for Juventus, mm. uh, and and was the sort of went no because you know there was, there was a part of me sort of thought that you know they could win three of the four, um, and that was maybe pre Christmas. Yeah, it's pre-Christmas. interesting because it's a wonder. It's a wonder what that defeat last night does does for Allegri's future. Yeah, without a doubt, you know they've cruised that league. Juventus have just 
Billy well, Dally through. Yeah, well, they've won that league the last seven years in a row. It's kind of like winning the league at Bayern at the minute when you're Juventus manager. It's yep. it's 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 not it's not a desire or a hope. It's an expectation. It's, it's and then the and then you wake up you wake up one day and you're st- you've got eleven kids standing in front of you, are hungry, and and at your heels for ninety minutes uh, over two legs, and you can't live with it because you haven't had you haven't had to live with it all season. Yeah, you haven't had to live with it, and probably. Four or five years. And, and well, that was all, that was year, that was always going to happen close. to City as well, Dave. That's that's you know, as I say the pod I did with John, I said that was that's where I expected them to come apart in the Champions League. Because they have dilly dally, teams have stood off them, damage limitation. Nobody's gone for them. Nobody's gone for their ankles. And and as soon as you do, look at what happens. Yeah, Barry Glendening is is has commented on the Guardian podcast, which is is really very good. Um if anybody's stuck for anything to listen to. Once you've finished listening to this, obviously. Um, but he, he's suggested that in his mind, teams try harder against Liverpool than City because City are just so an good. Institution. And, and, and also, you're not playing, you're playing Liverpool five times European champions, 18 times. There's a, there's a bit of a difference there in stature as well, Dave. There is, there is, there is that. There is that. There's also, there's also that, that fear of Manchester City because of how they play and, the other thing is they've won so many games after like fifteen minutes, especially this this year, two thousand and eighteen. They've they've won games after fifteen twenty minutes. They've been two three nil up, and that's a game over. And for seventy minutes, they just pretty much coast. The the you know the FA Cup semi final being a case in point. You know tonight they go and they score after four minutes, and I know it wouldn't pan out that way, but it's not unusual. In fact, it's more often than not City will score a goal in the first ten or fifteen minutes at least a goal. And once that happens, teams just don't want to concede four, five, or six. Seven, eight. <laughs> as nine, as has been done on yeah. the season this season. But, but, but that's all very well against those teams. But when you come up against a team who are not having it, you find them coming short. Well, that's it. That's it. So all those factors and, and, and feed into sa- exactly what you've been and saying. It's the, and it's the same thing with Juventus. You know, they've had a they've trolled teams all season. As soon as they get a team that comes up into their face, they don't like it. They can't live with it. And also, you know, the type of football that Ajax play, they they remind me of the Klopp style very much. You know, the high press, the high energy. You know, they're they're in they're in your face. They're at your heels. And you know, City aren't really like that. City destroy you with wonderfully created football. Um, but they're not that. They're not those hungry animals, if you know what I mean. They're, 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 they're... No, you're right. And I don't think it's any coincidence that that Ajax, just exactly the point you made earlier on about Liverpool having to be at, at their peak level, you know, for the last three four months, and that's why we are in as good shape as we are. But Ajax have been going toe to toe with PSV all season at the top of that league, and they've only just snatched the lead away from them in the last two weeks. And the, I think it's the, still the only... final coming up as well. They, yeah, they've had battles, you know. They have, they have. They scored over a hundred goals or something. They've yeah, they, they have. Mad. They've like sc- they scored five goals or more like seventeen times or something. It's fucking mental. And Maybe the, three goal, goals or di- more. The lead on goal difference they have is obscene. It's, uh, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. You're right. But th- but they have had. They've had to go out and win every single game. You know they've been playing high pressure games over and over and over again. The same way we have. So your 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 point holds loads and loads of water, Dave. No, without well, obviously, look, Barca's going to be a tough test for us, Dave. You know, we're we're maybe a little bit. Let's not get too carried away. Barca will be a very tough test, no doubt. We've gone there and won before with with a much lesser team than we have today, and they still had Messi then. And as I say, I just worry about their back four against our front three. I, I think that's that that's that's the area that we have, and I think that Van Dijk will do. Uh, my fingers have uh, be crossed. Van Dijk, Fabinho, and the rest will do enough just to keep Messi on a leash sufficiently to to to, to wriggle by them, if you will. Um, I really do. Yeah, I think there there's a few things here. I think they haven't really they've kind of settled now on their centre back pairing. But Mtiri was in and out at the start of the year, and he's been out now for quite some time. Um, and it's Lenglet or whatever his name is. Um, who I don't think everybody's totally convinced with yet. Right backs again. There's been a fair amount of rotation at right back um, with Semedo and and Sergio Roberto and Busquets is 
his 30. PK, Busquets is in his 30s. PK is in was, his 30s. He was magnificent, Dave, but he's starting to he's starting to show his age. He's still a fine player, don't get me wrong, but he's not the Sergio Busquets of, of four or five years ago. Yeah, well, aside from the back, aside from the back four kind of instability there with regard to the selection, which we really haven't had, bar kind of Matip Gomez in and out. They're also a team with a lot of a lot of players, thirty plus. You know, you're talking peak eight Busquets, Rakitic, Messi, Suarez, um, and again that leisurely pace that the league has played at at times. You know, they're going to find a very different type of intensity coming their way with us. Yeah, absolutely. I think their big threat to Jordi Alba. That's there's there's no there's no yeah. surprise there that 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 Solskjaer so incapably tried to deal with um, the other night. So Paul um, Jones, what did he <laughs> no, he didn't even he, he put he, he put he put a center he put a center back the right back he put Lindelof there and I think maybe was was Rashford supposed to be kind of tracking him and he kind of wasn't and I don't think. The midfield three of McTominay, Maddox, and Fred kind of knew who, if any of them, were supposed to be picking them up. And it just looked all a bit clueless, to be honest. We're going to have a far more specific and robust plan for that. But I think if you can keep Messi far enough away from the box and you can kind of curtail Jordi Alba's attack and influence, I think we stand a really, really good chance. Yeah, without a doubt. And I can see like the likes of Firmino really making a complete nuisance of himself uh, at the Camp Nou. I really can't. You know you know what it's going to be. You know what you know how Klopp's going to approach that game. It's going to be all out high press. It's going to be smaller than as best we can. And, you know, as I say, I, I think that that intensity that we have, you know, we, and we have that ability now, as we saw tonight, Dave, of switching it on and off when, when, when it suits us. But, we, but the difference is, especially the sharp end of the season now because we're so conditioned, we can keep that going for 90 minutes. We don't normally need to, we don't, don't normally have to in, in most games now, but we still can. And I think that's going to be, I think that's, the, I think that's the deciding factor of the tie in my head. Yeah, I, I think you're right. We're, we're young, physical. We look so fit and sharp at the moment. And we're hungry um, as fuck, Dave. We, are, that aren't we just... want, they want something. They want something to show for this. It's not just. It's not just. Oh, look at where we are. No, no, no. You, you know, I don't know whether you saw Van Dyke's interview after the Chelsea game. You know, it, it's it's perfectly clear that guy wants a trophy. Nothing else will do. They, they they all want it, and I think I think that Klopp has very intelligently used these defeats in the past to his advantage, and he's turned them to his advantage to to get a psychological edge over his opposition. To use lastly last year's Champions League final defeat as look what we're capable of, look what we're capable of. Then look at the team we are now. What do you think you're capable of now? You know we've shown yeah. that we can. We've shown that we can. We can go toe to toe with the top teams in Europe and bar a goalkeeping disaster class and Europe's best player last year going off in. In the thirtieth minute or something or whatever yeah, it was, twenty eight minutes or twenty six minutes, I think it was. He went off, you know, injured, you know. And, and to be honest, I, I've said it many times, Dave. Madrid were fucking terrified up until that point. Sure, they were putting Tony Cruz was putting the ball out and missing the goalkeeper and a back pass. Everything it was, they were all they were all at sea until yeah, Salah went off and then, yeah, and then went. You're you're hundred percent right. I think people forget that we really had them in the back foot the first twenty five like, minutes. And let's not if we cast our minds back to the Champions League draw. I don't know whether you remember this or not, Dave, that Barcelona were terrified that they would get us in their group. And that was that was based off last season, not what we're doing this season, the much more complete package. You know, a real goalkeeper, you know, a real number six, you know, real options off the bench, uh, a completely interchangeable uh, midfield that is multi-purpose. You can, you know, you can do anything with it. It's not an, we're not a nice proposition. Um, you know, <laughs> I watched what was it Owen and McManaman on television, and you know Owen was like, "I'd love to play for this team." McManaman was like, "Fucking want to play against it." Yeah, that's exactly what Jordan Henderson said after the match. He said, "We want to continue doing what we're doing, blah blah blah, and be horrible to play against." Like they are, as I say, to me, like the likes of like Firmino must be just a complete bloody nightmare because he's a complete nuisance. And then you know he wins things he should ne- he wins balls he should never win. I just can't, don't have words for Firmino. He's, he's just magnificent. Just absolutely magnificent. Here, we've rambled a bit, Dave. We're, we're, we're <laughs> we, we really need to think about closing this before we go on another Manchester United tirade. 
I know. We'll sure it wouldn't be like it. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. But hey, you don't you don't get through the semi-finals in Europe too often. So, not not in recent years. It's it's fine to celebrate it, and uh, it's not very often uh, Pep gets a bloody nose in the same night. So hey, hey ho, all's good. No, I think it's great. There's I don't think there's one result over the four legs there that you can be unhappy about. Not really. Whether it's your romantic view of football or just your own, you know, self. No, well, I think I think the thing that we can say for the four quarter finals is football was the winner, without a doubt. Ajax, ourselves, you know, certainly Barcelona were much better than Manchester United, um, and and Tottenham, fair like fair play to Tottenham. As I say I've given them shit in the past and whatnot, but I tell you what, fair play to them tonight. Well, maybe we'll see them in the final. Who knows? Well, I'll say I much prefer them to Ajax, Dave. But uh, but anyhow, I'm sure we'll, we'll be back again after. Who do we play next, Stephen? Jesus, I don't, I don't care. We're winning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Cardiff on Sunday. Um, it's Cardiff ah, we buns. We buns. <laughs> we probably we probably could have done without them beating Brighton during the week, but um, I'm sure we'll have. I'm sure we'll have enough to go there and get three points. And let's just see whether those three points put us two, three, or four. Five points clear, whatever it might be. Here's hoping, folks. So win the double. <laughs> we're with the double. I said it the last couple of months. I'm standing by. We're fucking winning this double. We're how you? How you've changed? Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've, I've Klopp's worked his magic. I'm now no longer a doubter. I'm now a believer. Well, fuck <laughs> me. Anything is possible. Hey, right, and, folks. And, and, and what's more, I've praised Jordan Henderson tonight, Dave. I, I'm on meds. <laughs> and I, I must be. I must stop drinking. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, Dave, thanks very much. That was uh, good chat. Fairly, uh, yes, a fairly, a fairly broad view of, of the Champions League, <laughs> Champions League quarterfinals there. So it's it's um, no bias whatsoever either. <laughs> none at all. So it's Spurs, Ajax. It's it's Liverpool, Barcelona. It's a second Champions League semi final in two years, and who knows. Maybe the greatest player in the world comes downfield and his head falls off like everybody else's has. We'll see you after Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs>